The Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. I am so happy to have the opportunity to start a kickoff starting on this show today for all of our friends in the Gulf Coast. You know, this has been such a tragedy, so devastating what has happened to so many people in the Gulf Coast and specifically in my world to Americans with disabilities. And many have been impacted by this. So starting on this show forward, we are going to try to work to get a fundraising going across the country, across the world for people in need. And let me tell you what, we have someone on our show today who really is a person who has helped people disadvantaged in poverty, being people with disabilities, the executive director of UCP in Pittsburgh, PA, Dan Rossi. Dan, welcome to our show. Thank you, Joyce. I appreciate being here. I know I'm the associate executive director, just to clarify that. Did I say executive? Uh Uh-oh. Where's Al Condolucci? Exactly. He's he's the CEO here. He's still working there, right? Yes, he is. Let me just make a comment about that. Dan is the associate executive director. Al Condolucci is the executive director. And may I say, both of these men, so well known for the work they've done. Al Condolucci, from when I first moved to the city of Pittsburgh, which is where I'm headquartered and where Dan is headquartered, he is a person that inspired me from when I first met him. It's, it's no surprise to me that <clears throat> United Cerebral Palsy or UCP of Pittsburgh has been so successful with people like the two of you. Yeah. Um, and, and, Dan, as you heard me mention at the beginning of the show, I'm going to be asking everyone on all of the shows coming up to please take time to make a donation to the Red Cross or to the Salvation Army specifically for our friends impacted by the hurricane, Katrina. And I wanted to ask you, what has UCP been doing to reach out to the affiliates in the Gulf Coast who I'm sure have been impacted by this? Sure. Let me update you a little bit. Tell us what we can do to help. Exactly. Um, Well, really, the, the UCP in New Orleans basically is now shut down. Due to the hurricane, they they uh, experienced extensive damage, and they are now unable to support the hundreds of people, many with significant dis- disabilities, in their community at this point in time. Locally, what we're doing here is uh, a couple of things. Uh, of course, we uh, were able to free up some money in our own budget and, and send a donation down there as well. We also wanted to get our participants, people with disabilities, involved on some level so they can feel like they've helped as well. So this Wednesday, we're going to do a car wash at our Oakland uh, affiliate here uh, towards the community to raise funds, and those funds raised will go down there to help as well. And our participants will help in that car wash, washing cars, drying cars, collecting money, uh, and so forth. 
on a national level, you know, UCP is a very large uh, affiliate with a national organization in D.C. with several hundred uh, affiliates around the country. Our national organization mm. is doing several things. If you go to their main website, www.ucp.org, there are several links that can tell you several different ways in which people can help or donate. Um, what's happening is many of the people with disabilities uh, from the New Orleans area uh, and around there are uh, going to the UCP in Houston and the UCP in Tennessee. So those two affiliates are experiencing a large influx of people with disabilities that need durable equipment, need assistance. Uh, so that's where we've been directing our primary uh, donations and, and uh, goals to. So what the general public can do if they're concerned about people with disabilities is if they have any durable equipment, wheelchairs, manual wheelchairs, electric wheelchairs, canes, walkers, things like that, that these people need to be able to be mobile, to be more independent and get around. If you have any spare things like that, those items are definitely needed in Houston and in Tennessee as well. Uh, and of course, money as well. Financial assistance is needed to provide services to these people. <clears throat> and how, if one of my listeners want to make a contribution, how do they do that? If they go to that main website, UCP. Uh, .org, there are links there that can link you to the different affiliates where you can make a direct contribution to um, and look through that website to see what um, equipment they need as well and ways to get that equipment to them. So uh, if you just go to www.ucp.org, you can follow those links. They're clearly on the main page. If you're listening to this show, <clears throat> you have no idea... Even when you see TV, which is very real, what has happened, this is catastrophic. And it's not as if it's going to be fixed in one day. Right. And for people with disabilities, it is terrible. We, I can't emphasize to you enough, I am a person with epilepsy. And I know the Epilepsy Foundation is working with the Red Cross and other groups, such as the Salvation Army, to make sure we get medication to people with epilepsy because there are people who did die without having medication. medication right. And the same here with people with cerebral palsy or people who use wheelchairs. You know you can't imagine how important this is. If in your life you're thinking, I want to do something to make a difference when it's so important, now is the time. I really, really urge you to pick up that phone or get on the Internet and make that contribution today because it is a matter of life or death. I know if Justin Dart was here today with us, he would be pounding this home with everyone. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I just want to emphasize that to everyone. And, and to me, this really brings home the point of what happens when you have a disability and you're in poverty. You know, how often do we hear this from famous speakers, from leaders, just from statistics? Disability and poverty go hand in hand. Look what has happened. You're seeing firsthand what happens when you are in poverty. Dan, can you tell us more about 
your feelings about that and what else we can do to help change that dilemma. Unfortunately, you know, people with disabilities are a group of people that um, do have a high level of poverty for many reasons. Uh, the first one is that uh, people don't get them the proper training or give them opportunities to have jobs, as you know very well, Joyce, given your, your work out there. So one of the best things somebody can do with a person with a disability is give them a fair shake, offer them the job out there, uh, help them get some training if possible, bring them in as interns into your uh, organization or your company. Uh, people with disabilities need to have opportunities they want to have opportunities to be employed in America here. But unfortunately, uh, unemployment rates are 75%, 80% with people with uh, CP and other disabilities in our, in our nation. Uh, and these are people that, when given the opportunity to work, are some of the best employees out there. They have very low uh, sick time. They work doubly hard at their job because they really appreciate having a job. So that's one of the first ways is just to, to include them in, in the table for, to get employment here in America. Another way is just include people generally in community. Uh, as times have changed, more and more people aren't living in institutions anymore. They're living in the community, but in many respects, they're not of the community. They may have an apartment in the community, but they don't have any friends. They don't have the opportunities to socialize like the rest of us do. So if you live near somebody, if you have a neighbor with a disability, knock on their door, become friends with that person, uh, invite them to parties, invite them to uh, social events, things like that. People with disabilities want the same thing everybody else in America wants. They want to be included. They want to have full lives. They want to have families, jobs, and uh, be a part of things. And you know what? Everything you said is so true, so important. I hope any employer listening to this show, you need to start hiring people. Right. You know, we don't need charity. We don't need you to say we feel sorry for the person. We need you to hire them. We need you to get behind us. Even like programs like UCP, so important for the private sector to get behind this. Because, again, I heard a newscaster say on this show, he made the statement, well, there's one thing we've learned from Katrina. You know what that is? You can't be poor in America. And, and you know what? Right away this struck me because I thought, and Americans with disabilities and poverty go hand in hand. You don't have a backup plan. You don't have something else, as you can see. You can't just depend on the government at that moment. You need employment. And, Dan, I also like that comment you made about, you know, getting to know people, right. including people. So they're socialized and they get to know other people and work with other people. <clears throat> I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a disability, even me, myself, with epilepsy, without medication for all those days. That, to me, is the most horrifying thought in the world. It really is. The same thing would apply to not having the other equipment you need if you have a significant disability 
such as cerebral palsy, with the wheelchair, with with everything. I mean, you you just would be deprived of being independent. Exactly, exactly. Wheelchairs give people freedom, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the way uh, somebody with a disability may be able to get around. It's like taking somebody's car away from them. It's, it's very important to them. Their basic it is, way and of, I <clears throat> and Dan, what is that national website again? It's www.ucp.org www.ucp.org, O-R-G. You need to make that contribution today. As I said, in this case, a person's life could depend upon it. And with that, we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back to talk to the Associate Executive Director of UCP of Pittsburgh, Dan Rossi. You're listening to The Voice of Voice America com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media. Like, how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. 
the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. You're listening to Joyce Bender talk on Disability Matters. But specifically today, we're talking to Dan Rossi, and our theme throughout the next several shows is going to be helping people with disabilities in the Gulf Coast, making a contribution. Listen, people with disabilities can be that group that helps support our brothers and sisters impacted by this devastation, and I want everyone to take time to do that. But, Dan, I know that many of our listeners listening to the show today would be curious to know how you first became involved in the disability area. You have really a tremendous academic background. I'm, I'm wondering, though, what made you decide to get involved in this area? What actually happened quite by accident. I uh, did my undergrad at Carnegie Mellon University, uh, dual majored in uh, psychology and uh, administrative management there. Um, throughout college, I, I really supported myself by working in health clubs when I graduated in the mid-80s, there really weren't too many jobs around at that point in time, and uh, stayed at the health club, became the fitness director there, worked there several years, and uh, I enjoyed it, but, but it really, it was a higher-end health club where I was working with very affluent people, and I, I really felt like something was missing in my life. It, it was fun, the energy was there, but you know, I was working with a segment of the population that uh, expected things without working hard for them, and um, it wasn't very fulfilling. I was, uh, I knew I needed a change. I knew I wanted a change, and I knew I wanted to work more with my uh, psychology end of my degree, and uh, the perfect job opened up uh, one day when I was looking in the newspaper. It was to be a fitness instructor at UCP of Pittsburgh. I uh, jumped at the chance, sent my resume in, had an interview the next week, and before I knew it, two weeks later, I was uh, teaching fitness classes here at our main center in Oakland. And um, In many ways, it, it was completely different. I was working with individuals who really wanted to work and progress in their lives, working with people that uh, were real, um, and uh, I got to know people on a whole different level than working in the health clubs. Uh, once I was there, I was here a few years, um, moved over to the private rehab industry, for-profit, uh, working with people with head injuries, um, enjoyed the work there, but, uh, but that's where I learned the difference between non-profit and for-profit. You know, I would go into staffings in, in uh, the rehab place and say, John's ready for discharge, and the front office would say, well, John has two more weeks of funding. He's staying for two weeks. Uh, then 
and we'd go in with Jane and say, you know, Jane needs another month of rehab, and front office would say, she's out of funding, she's going home tomorrow, tomorrow whether she needs it or not. Uh, oh, at that my. point, I realized you know, <clears throat> this for-profit world of social service really wasn't for me. Uh, the bottom line was money, not people's lives, unfortunately. Um, back then... Uh, our executive director, Fred Inc., actually was visiting the facility where I was working, and he saw me, came over, gave me a big hug. Um, at that point, I realized I really needed to be back at, at UCP. Uh, after he visited, the other staff there said, you know, who was that, an uncle or somebody? I said, no, he was my old boss. And they couldn't believe that he came over and hugged me. And I said, well, that's that's the difference between a for-profit place and a so when the opportunity arose for me to uh, come back to UCP, I jumped at it, and I've been here ever since. I'm going on my 19th year working here at UCP and have done direct service, have done uh, coordinator-level positions until I've worked my way up to uh, my current position here as Associate Executive Director. Wow. Well, that is really a tremendous story. Too bad we don't have more people like you because that whole feeling of, wanting to serve and wanting to help, that's what really makes the difference. That's where you really exactly. find the great leaders in this country. So good for you that you did that. Plus, wow, they must have been so impressed when they interviewed you with your academic background. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, if you're not doing something in life that you enjoy, you know, you're doing it 40, 40-plus hours a week, um, you know, I feel sorry for people that don't get up every day and look forward to going to work, and that's what I do every morning I know how you feel. <clears throat> you know, I agree with you because people don't realize you're spending more time at work with the people you work with than you even do with your family. Exactly, yeah. And so you have to really enjoy what you're doing, and giving back is so worthwhile. It yeah. really is. Now, yeah. you know, Dan, I know there are many listeners who may be listening to the show that although they have disabilities, and of course some do not, but even those that do may not be familiar with the cause of cerebral palsy. And I have learned on this show to take time because we get so many emails sometimes after someone's on the show. Um, how many people in this country have this disability? What are what causes cerebral palsy? And also maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you provide support to people with CP. Um, current estimates uh, for people with cerebral palsy in the U.S. is about 750, 775,000 people. Um, about 8,000 infants a year are diagnosed with CP within the first two years of, of their life. So it's a significant uh, number at this point in time. And cerebral palsy is a condition. It isn't something that you can catch for somebody. It doesn't really have cause, but basically what happens is uh, oxygen is deprived to the infant while in the womb. Uh, one way or another could be several reasons uh, why that has happened. So it's basically brain damage to the infant due to uh, lack of oxygen. Uh, it can be very mild. Somebody with cerebral palsy might just have a very mild gait, um, or it can be very severe where uh, their body just does not work. They can't move their limbs, their legs, um, and are basically locked in a body that does not work. 
Many people with cerebral palsy cognitively are very alert. It's just they're in a body that is not functioning properly due to the brain damage. Um, it's not something that uh, will get worse over time. There'll be secondary effects where if limbs aren't exercised or moved, they may lock up a little, a little bit more, uh, things like that as well. But uh, for the most part, it's just a condition. Uh, and I like to stress that with people. This isn't something that you can catch. It happens during the birthing process, typically. Um, the UCPs across the country, even though we're United Cerebral Palsies, we really have expanded our network. Um, currently, even UCP of Pittsburgh, about 35% of the people we serve have cerebral palsy. The other majority are people with a variety of other disabilities out there, uh, mental retardation, uh, people with brain damage, people like you and I that were out there working and something happened to them, a gunshot wound, a fall, a car accident, typically things like that. So we work with a variety of people with disabilities from infants up to people who are seniors for the most part. Um, yeah, and this means someone could have cerebral palsy and have epilepsy. Exactly. <clears throat> and you'd still be someone that you provide support to. Exactly, exactly. Cerebral palsy is not a required condition for support at UCP, but, but uh, of course we are UCP, so we do serve people with that as well. Um, our services tend to focus not on fixing somebody or rehabbing somebody. Uh, our, our services are more community-oriented for the most part. We work with people with disabilities to have them be a part of community, to help them develop more social capital. Uh, what social capital is is the uh, impact that uh, or relationships that people have within their lives, we find the more relationships somebody has in their lives, the healthier they are, the happier they are, and the longer they live. So we work to help develop more relationships in people's lives. Uh, we help provide the independence to people so that they can be in the community. Uh, so we have several programs around there so people don't have to live in nursing homes, don't have to live in institutions, and can live and be a part of our community. Services start with infants. Uh, we have an Elks Home Service nurse that helps parents understand when their uh, infant is diagnosed with CP or any other disability, what that means, uh, how to find help for those uh, babies, and to help be a support to those parents uh, throughout that process. We have a very strong children's program called UCP Kids that helps Parents of children with disabilities find uh, community-oriented um, um, services, facilities, uh, programs out there for their children so their children can be mainstreamed in the community and be part of socialization than to have just a special uh, group or special project just for children with cerebral palsy or other disabilities. We work with community groups. We work with facilities so that they will help include children with cerebral palsy or other disabilities in the community. It's been a great program. You know what? And I'll tell you what I really like that you said. 
that it's not about fixing the person. It's not about curing them. It's not about rehab. It's about having them be part of the community. I love that. Exactly. If people would focus on the commonalities they have with each other instead of the differences, you'd be amazed how much people would get along better. Um, you know, a lot of our programs will work to find what individuals want to do, like to do, what their passions are, and then we go out in the community and help find those places where they can uh, be with people with those same passions. For example, uh, we used to have a, a gentleman in our services who was Italian, was very proud of his Italian heritage. We worked with his uh, local Italian club, the Sons and Daughters of Italy, I think it was called something like that. Uh, got him connected there, and he flourished there. Everybody loved him. He would be able to go down there, socialize. He had something in common with him, his Italian heritage, and uh, he was proud of it as everybody else was there. So very quickly... They did not see this gentleman in a wheelchair. They didn't see the differences that he had. They saw that he was an Italian-American like them, and that's how he developed his friendships. Well, that is really a great story. And you, why I also like that, Dan, is as long as you're thinking, we're, send them there so they get fixed, you're saying there's something wrong. Right. And they're, they're, yes, you have a disability, but that's just part of who you are. You are, exactly. A small part. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Now, Dan, at UCP, do you have major programs? I know you are well-known in the country for the work you do here. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. We're a very large affiliate here. We serve over 2,000 people with disabilities in Allegheny County a year. Uh, our budget's a little over $21 million. Uh, one of our largest programs are, is our attended care program. And this is a program that dispatches attendants to people's homes to help them with the physical needs they need in order to be part of the community. It makes it possible for them to live in their own homes, their own apartments, uh, without having to be in a large institution. So we'll dispatch an attendant in the morning to help get them out of bed, uh, get their shower, help them get their breakfast together, and then that person with a disability can go off and do what they want, whether it's work whether it's volunteer, uh, whatever they want to do. Then attendants will come back uh, in the evenings afterwards, help them uh, with their dinner, help them with their shopping, whatever the basic needs they may have uh, to be able to live in their homes. That program alone is serving over 700 individuals here in Allegheny County right now. Wow, that is tremendous. We also have a skill building program here in North Oakland where we work with people with disabilities to help them develop the skills they need to live in our community. And it's really A to Z to independent living. So we'll help teach them how to use the access system, how to use PAT Transit, uh, be able to get on buses by themselves, how to use the curb cuts properly around the community, uh, classes that deal with meal preparation so they'll be able to be more independent with cooking. Uh, classes with socialization, how do you make friends? Classes about sexuality, nobody ever wants to think that a person with disability is a sexual being like everybody else. They need to understand what safe sex is just like everybody else in our community. 
classes that deal with computers. Um, you know, this is a very highly technical world these days, and if you don't know how to use a computer email these days, you're left behind. So people with disabilities have to have those same skills as well, and we teach those. You know, it's funny you said that about the computer because a couple years ago I heard Alan Greenspan speak in Washington, D.C., where he said, as we move forward in our country, we will have the haves and the have-nots. Right. The haves are computer literate, the have-nots aren't. Exactly. And this is because, no matter what your job is today, you do have to at least be, whether you're a secretary, mechanic, cash register, you're going to be using technology. Right. And without that, you're not going to get, you're not going to have the skills to gain employment. Exactly. So that is really great that you do that. Um, at UCP. That's yeah. really wonderful. And technology also sort of levels the playing field. Um, you know, a lot of people socialize these days in chat rooms. The great thing with that with somebody with a disability is they aren't first, the first acknowledgement of that person isn't their disability or their wheelchair because you can't see that over the web. Uh, people get to know each other on their commonalities, their passions, their likes. People with disabilities can play on a level field uh, throughout the Internet, which is a great way that they socialize, make friends, uh, gain information, share information with other people. Absolutely. And when you think about it, we have an, um, several employees who have, as a disability, cerebral palsy, who are very successful working in IT or working in public relations. Uh, one of them who used to work for me, now works for Highmark and uses augmentative communication and a personal attendant. Yes. And I know it's worked with, you know, UCP. Right. And just if you're listening to the show so you understand, what that means is there are people who have such a significant disability, they cannot bathe themselves, you know, they cannot, of course, sometimes get up and out of the wheelchair, they need help, or maybe they just need help with lunch or preparation. And so... To be able to provide that personal attendant, in this case, goes to wherever they're working at lunchtime, you know, or at other times during the day to help right. them. Exactly. In our case, the person just goes in at lunchtime, but also goes to the person's home in the morning, you know, and or evening. That one thing is a lifeline that enables that person to compete and remember, listeners, Contribute back and pay taxes. Exactly, exactly. When the person's of, employed, they're contributing back to our society. Exactly. Instead of being in an institution or nursing home using public funds, this person is contributing public funds. Well, actually, <clears throat> that was one of the questions from one of our listeners that had been emailed me prior to the show when we sent out the PR about you being on the show. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, Dan, congratulations for the work that you're doing at UCP. In your opinion, do you feel there are people in this country who are in nursing homes who could be out of the nursing home competing and working productively but can't get up? Definitely, definitely. And it's a funding issue. There are over, in this country, over 7 million people with disabilities who depend on Social Security 
one of our concerns is with the privatization of Social Security, what happens to people in SSI? Uh, we haven't heard any details on this. Um, and these are people that can't live in the community now that may have to go back in. Uh, there are still thousands of people in nursing homes, institutions that are on waiting lists because the funding isn't there for them to come out that could be much happier living in the community and much more productive. But due to funding, it's not a possibility for them, unfortunately. And it's costing, you know, America a lot more to keep somebody in an institution than if uh, priorities would be placed on Medicaid, Medicare, uh, to have people be a part of the community. And can you imagine being in that nursing home when you don't need to be in that nursing home? Exactly, exactly. That's like being in prison. Very much so. You know, every decision is made for you. If they're having hot dogs for dinner and you don't like hot dogs, guess what? You're out of luck that night. If you uh, don't like blue and your patient room is painted blue, guess what? You're out of luck just the basic decisions in life, what time they go to bed, what time they wake up, all of that, you know, those decisions are made for somebody. Many people that are highly uh, cognitive, just like you and I, and they're unfortunately wasting away. We've seen that time and time again with people that we have brought out in institutions that have gone on to live healthy, productive lives in the community. And we must continue to work toward that goal, especially with the Olmstead Act. But you know what? We've got to now make it happen. And with that, we're going to go to break for a moment. We'll be right back. We're talking to Dan Rossi. Again, when we come back, the Associate Executive Director of United Cerebral Palsy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, 
but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. We have been talking to Dan Rossi, Associate Executive Director for United Cerebral Palsy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and as far as I'm concerned, a civil rights leader for Americans with disabilities. Dan, before we went to break, we had been talking about attending care. At, and I know, as you mentioned, you do a lot with attending care at UCP. In your opinion, do you think this attending care issue will ever improve in this country where everyone who needs attending care for work will have access? And can you tell us what currently is the status for attending care coverage in various states as it relates to Medicare and Medicaid? Yes, yes. Well, it, it would be great if everybody that needs attended care could have it in our country. Um, given current trends, I don't know if that's a possibility or not as um, monies tend to shrink for the less fortunate uh, as monies are being spent uh, with other priorities within our federal government these days. The realities are that uh, the main things that fund uh, attended care is Medicaid and Medicare, and they have continued to uh, cut those uh, monies, and future cuts may may come down the line as well. Uh, The other fact is, as uh, our country ages, more people will and uh, do need attended care out there to be part of our community and be um, productive here. And those numbers are only going to go up in our future. Uh, what people can do is is uh, write to your congressman, write to your legislator, let them know how important uh, it is to fund attended care, why it's so important to uh, have Medicaid and Medicare uh, for the less fortunate here in, in America. It, it is really key to keeping them in communities. And I think that is so critically important. Imagine, you know, your lifeline shut off. Right. You can't go work. Now you just have to sit home and be taken care of by the taxpayers. Right. You know, people want to work. They want to contribute. But let me just tell you that if you're listening to the show, again, what have you learned from Katrina? If you're poor, you see what happens. 
We need to be more aggressive to want, get out there and do whatever we have to do to gain employment. And one thing you need to do is be well-educated. And so many people with disabilities, you know, don't even realize what's going on in our country as it relates to them with laws. Listen to Dan. This one thing he just suggested you do, I cannot emphasize it enough to you. Don't wait until the day comes where something happens and that assistant is cut from your life. Write a letter. Write to your congressman. Write to your legislator and remind them how important attending care is. And you can add to that, that means I can work and be a taxpayer. That is so important. And and I just hope that all of you do take time not only to listen to that, but to become more educated. Read. Read everything you can. Go to your independent living center. Find out what's going on. Go to UCP. No matter what it is, you need to know what's going on in this country as it relates to you. And, Dan, UCP of Pittsburgh, what has been your success in getting financial support from the private sector? Um, We do several things on those levels to to, uh, increase uh, contributions to our agency here. Uh, We've been very successful in... uh, foundation support in the Pittsburgh community here. A few years ago, we were able to expand and renovate our main facility through a capital campaign that raised over $3 million, uh, which was basically public uh, public donations and private support out there. Uh, another thing we do is we have an annual awards dinner that takes place in the fall. This year, it's October 5th, where we highlight individuals who have uh, made a difference in people's lives here in the Pittsburgh community of people with disabilities. Uh, This event, uh, first of all, helps raise friends for our organization. It helps um, highlight some of the individuals that have done good things in our community. And it also raises funds for our organization. Uh, We usually net uh, between $40,000 and $50,000 from that event alone. Uh, this year, we are honoring several different groups and individuals. Uh, one is Push America, which is a um, social service group that uh, rides across the country uh, and basically starts in San Francisco, ends up in D.C., and uh, stops in the cities along the way where these groups of guys help fundraise for people with disabilities, help socialize with people with disabilities, uh, and does a tremendous job along the way. Uh, We're, of course, this year uh, highlighting yourself, Joyce, as um, our Lifetime Achievement Award for all the years of uh, service and getting people jobs here in our Pittsburgh community, which is very important to us. We're highlighting the Carnegie Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped for their efforts of making information accessible to people with disabilities. Um, So it's a great event. Um, It's October 5th this year. It's open to the public. We keep the cost low for individuals to be able to be a part of that. Um, So if you'd like to come, you can check out our website, www.ucppittsburgh.org, and it gives all the information on that dinner. You know, a comment I want to make is that that is truly a great honor to me because 
to be honored by your own peers right in Pittsburgh, especially with a great organization such as UCP. I am very honored. But I want to also ask you that if a listener wants to make a contribution directly to UCP of Pittsburgh, how do they do that? They can do that a couple different ways. Um, the easiest way to go to our website, um, and there is a link on the front page that says Contribute Now, and uh, you can make a tax-deductible contribution that way. Uh, you can send a check uh, directly to us uh, at 4638 Center Avenue, Pittsburgh, 15213. Uh, you can also give through your local United Way campaigns and contributor choice and uh, choose us. Uh, we're Agency 99 uh, in that process as well. So there's several different ways. We also always are looking for beyond financial support uh, volunteers as well to help us with our mission. And uh, if you go to our website as well, there's uh, links to ways to volunteer your time. Well, I would encourage all of you to do that because this is such a great organization right here. And, Dan, you've done so much with your life. What, at this time, do you feel is your greatest accomplishment? Geez, that's that's a hard question to to answer, Joyce. Um, you know, I'm not one to to brag about myself uh, or or my accomplishments. Um, probably one of the biggest things I'm proud of is is the renovation of our facility. That was a task um, that I oversaw myself here at UCP and uh, worked with our architects, with our construction company, helped with the fundraising, and we were able to. Uh, put together a beautiful building here where people with disabilities uh, can be supported with dignity, with in full um, handicapped accessible building, with uh, spacious bathrooms, uh, large enough elevators that they can use, things like that. So that's one of my biggest uh, accomplishments that I'm proud of. Um, I also recently completed my master's uh, degree in nonprofit management at Robert Morse University. Uh, this was a new program uh, basically set up for uh, people in the nonprofit sector to advance their, their knowledge base on how to uh, run a good uh, nonprofit. And I accomplished that with a 4.0 QPA, uh, which I'm very proud of. Well, you should be. What a great accomplishment. That is, but you know what else I think? That you're a good role model for many young people because you graduated from the most, one of the most prestigious universities, Carnegie Mellon, in the United States. And right after that, you did not say, I'm only going to accept a position if I'm the CEO or if I'm the whatever. You said, I'm going to go work as a physical fitness person. I'm going to work. And look what ended up happening. Exactly. It's amazing how those dots are always, you know, can so be connected. The other thing is how you're a great role model, as you said, and I want to do something to give back. Right. And you went to UCP. And now look who you are today. But, you know, I also see what I've gotten here, too, and it's been invaluable. Um, you know, it's a wonderful place to work cherish my uh, friends I've made here. Uh, people with disabilities have given back to me just as much as I think I've given to them. 
Well, tell me, uh, Dan, while you've been there, do you feel that you've been able to emphasize to people with disabilities that they, too, can participate in, in physical fitness? Yes, very much so. Um, you know, I still... Physical fitness is still a priority in my life. Uh, it is something that uh, I feel is important in anybody's life. Uh, people need to move. People need to have their uh, bodies be in tune with their minds as well. And uh, that is that is something we firmly believe here and, and work towards. Well, Dan, do you have a message you want to leave with our listeners today? Probably... The thing I would like people to take back with them, as we discussed earlier, is just give people with disabilities a chance. Um, don't be afraid of the wheelchair or the walker. Um, don't let that uh, stop you from developing relationships with people, just going up and talking with somebody. Uh, people may be surprised uh, what they can get from people with disabilities, not, not so much that they have to go out and help them, but uh, how people with disabilities can enrich their lives and uh, make uh, a difference and maybe change their lives as well. Well, Dan, we've enjoyed having you on the show, and I hope everyone listens to your message. We end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and today it is from Al Condolucci, who said, We must work diligently to recognize that difference is difference, nothing more or less. You've been listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.